Living in the rising sun, the land of bamboo, Tengu, and Gundam like Yo, can't believe I finally made it, my two re-celebrated Golden week, hold it down with my show Eat, tank it out of, let's hit your mind and thank you, big smile Yo, Minasan, it's Manga Sensei. What's going on? Welcome back to another interview where I do every single Saturday interviewing someone who uses Japanese for their job, their life, or just in dating. I don't know. Um, this week, we're interviewing one of my good friends. In fact, he's one of the few actual members of Manga Sensei. Um, this is my friend John Sorensen. John has lived off and on in Japan for about three years. He's done everything from translating things to working as a principal in an English school. He has a wide variety of knowledge when it comes to like Japanese literature, Japanese idiomatic phrases, as well as a really good grasp on grammar. That's why he's he's basically the number two at Manga Sensei. Um, John, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, so let's see. What should I say? Um, I'm a 23-year-old college student going uh, to BYU right now. Um, I'm studying comparative literature in Japanese, planning to go into law school with that. But so far, I've used Japanese in a number of situations. Uh, I started off when I was 19, ended up volunteering in Japan, lived there for about two years, and that's when I really started to learn Japanese and apply it. Did you have any study before that at all? Or? Um, I tried to study it once before, but it was, <laughs> I thought it was too difficult to, to grasp myself, so so I put, up, put that on pause when I started school, uh -huh. but then really started to study once I... Once I've got to Japan, yeah. Okay, gotcha. And, what, and then after Japan, you studied Japanese as well? Yeah, so after I got back from Japan, realized just how much I loved it and how much uh -huh. fun it could be. And so I continued to study it in school, taking, you know, lower level classes, that kind of stuff, studying a little bit through, like, anime and whatnot, right. talking to any Japanese people I could I could find, who, who, who I could commence to listen to me. Right. And then... Uh, that, that's the thing. Yeah, and then... And then uh, I actually found another opportunity to go back to Japan uh -huh. and work as, it started out as just like teaching English for four months, but I ended up becoming an administrator of the school for that time in which I kind of just ran the school and needs in, uh, in Japan, in Mikuni, uh, Japan. Dang. Yeah. Dang, how, and you were, you were only 22 when you were doing that, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So it was 22 running a school, you know, no big deal. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, like, they must have been really short of volunteers where they were just like, hey, John, like, go ahead, be in charge of the school. But what can you do? Yeah, 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 you know. I think that's one of the best ways to learn, though. A lot, a lot of the people that I've talked with have learned Japanese really well when they are thrown into a situation and they were forced to learn something. Oh, yeah, definitely. Did I completely you, agree. Did you have to learn a lot of Japanese when you took on that position, or was it a majority English speaker, or how was that? It was, uh, at the school, it was a lot of English speaking, but whenever uh -huh. I had to go outside of the school, whether to get supplies for the school, or to communicate the needs to other administrators, right. I used Japanese a lot, and sometimes it was just to go, like, fix the cars or whatever, but when I was, when I went to do that and everything, I had to kind of... Yeah, learn a, a little bit new vocabulary, learn kind of the new stuff that I had to do, yeah. See, that's the hardest part. So I had a friend who served, uh, worked in Germany, and yeah. he had wonderful wonderful German, um, lived there for a while, had lovely German, um, had to go get his car fixed. Yeah, yeah. And he told me this story all the time where he's like, I, I thought I was awesome at Germany, I was working with German stuff, I planned to do German stuff after I had finished my volunteer work over there, and I had to go get my car fixed. And I couldn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, like, despite everything he had, he couldn't speak that. But it's it's really interesting. On the flip side, 
he and the funny thing was my friend he's a mechanic yeah yeah so he if he was English he could have done just fine he would have just explained it exactly but instead now he's in his element but he's out of his own because of the language situation so how do you how did you overcome those those kinds of situations was it just mostly vocab study or so yeah so I think the way that I kind of got over that issue was I learned as well as I could how to apply the words I knew into the new situations. Gotcha. Where, of course, you want to learn all the vocabulary you can, every grammar point you can, just kind of match the language. Uh-huh. But when you're when you're in the situation, like fixing your car or going to the grocery store or going to the doctor, uh-huh. and you have needs that you don't know the exact vocab for that you want to say in English, I think... Probably the best way that I had was kind of just describe the word that I was going for. Like, if I were to say like, um, like brakes on a car or something, uh-huh. something just needed to describe an actual object, something like that. Uh-huh. I would describe. Uh, I mean, of course, you know the katakana. You could just go to katakana. Right, you could say budeki. Exactly, but but. You could also say the thing that makes your car stop on the wheels, kind of describe what's happening to the car. Gotcha. That, so you kind of like central located around the word. Exactly. So I think that's that's how I got around a lot of the high level vocabulary that I didn't know but needed to say in the situation. Gotcha. I think so. Those linguistic tools are actually really interesting. I was talking with a so I lived in Korea for a little while, and one of the gals that I made good friends with, she's a linguist. She speaks a couple of languages. And one thing she said that really, really helped her was shadowing people. Yeah. Where she would, like, repeat under her breath when the native speakers were talking to kind of improve her yeah. pronunciation and intonation yeah. that way. But I think it's really interesting when you get into a new situation and you have to use the tools that you have at your disposal. And the, the more you can kind of expand those tools, yeah. the better linguist you become. Exactly. So whether it's shadowing to copy someone's accent or whether it's learning how to describe the word that you don't know so you yeah. can move on to get the major point. Yeah. Like, even now, like, how you studied Japanese for almost eight years, there are still words, of course, that I don't know, things yeah. that I'm unfamiliar with, but I've learned enough tools to be able to... I think about it in English. When you don't know how to spell a word in yeah, a sentence, yeah. exactly. you can either try to figure out how to spell it, or yeah. you can just say it in a different way. Exactly, exactly. And that's not lazy. I think that's simply just trying to find the tools to do what you want to accomplish. Exactly. No, and and now that you mentioned shadowing, I think that's like a really useful thing as well. Yeah. Like honestly, like I I would say up until about a year and a half ago, my my pronunciation was just garbage. Like really? like I, I I just I mean, I could say it, but I sounded very American. I, I probably still do, but it was even gotcha. worse than I am now. Okay. With that and like Honestly, like, yeah, one of the things that's really interesting with shadowing is, like, you just got to say it over and over and try to repeat the sounds that, that they're doing. But, yeah, I think that helps a lot. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, it's, especially when you start sh- – I tried to shadow – like, I watched a couple of YouTube videos, and that's yeah. kind of how I shadow. I, find a, I found a couple of people that I like, how they talk, Yeah. I try to copy their – not copy their Japanese per se. <laughs> but I try to copy the way they talk because yeah. I think it sounds more how I want to sound. Yeah. It was actually interesting. You were – when um, speaking of ways that you are talking, you did some research recently on what makes you sound cool. Exactly, yeah. So that's something that I, I kind of want to focus on a little bit with our podcast today is how do you sound cool in Japanese? Yeah. Especially if you're a guy. G- gals, I'm sorry. You're already cooler than us anyway. But if you're a guy, how do you sound cool? Awesome. Okay, so 
Yeah, that, that's, that's a pretty interesting topic. And I actually really liked doing this research and studying this out. Um, it, began as a, it began as a semester project about a year ago. I was trying to figure out what was cool Japanese versus what was um, not cool Japanese. What, what, what kind of things stood out in uh, the Japanese language that differentiated it, if anything? Because we all know in English there are certain cool things you say, like there's slang, there's other things, right. there's how you say it, uh -huh. um, certain emphasis, whatever. There's a lot of different ways to come off um, per se like nerdy or cooler than than you want to be. But um, so when I started this, I, I kind of started off with Japanese TV shows and anime, and I realized that this is it's called it's it's scripted Japanese language, and while it's not 100% accurate as to what Japanese is like in the real world. What it does is gives you a manif manifestation of the kind of the linguistic ideology behind the language. Kind of how gotcha. people, how, how the Japanese people see their own language and see the cool people in their own language and how they would be. And so they script it out that way. Right. So this is not cool to like me sitting at home watching watching Tokyo Ghoul and thinking Kaneki yeah. is cool, it's no, exactly. more, what do the Japanese perceive as cool themselves? Exactly. And so, basically, yeah, so when I when I started this, um, and let, let's put out a disclaimer. Uh, if you want to speak cool, don't just pick out an anime and and pick out an anime character and just copy everything they do. So you Joe don't want to sound like Zoraki Kenpachi is what you're saying. So you don't want to go to Bleach and be like, I'm going to freaking talk like Zoraki Kenpachi. Like. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> if you start studying from freaking Naruto, you're going <laughs> to have some issues in Japanese society if you just yes. copy what they say. But there are some things that we can definitely take from uh, the, these, these styles. So what I did for my research is I based it off of... Uh, Three Japanese TV shows that displayed uh, inarguably. I mean, uh, this is this is subjective, but the consensus was very cool characters using modern Japanese. That um, that yeah, like it, like among the age group of nineteen to twenty eight, about. Okay. And so that's that's kind of your, that was your, that was your group that you chose from. Exactly. So within that, I cho chose a few characters and see what they were displaying for. Uh, they're cool Japanese, right? And what I found, because I was looking at their, if if there was something with intonation, whether there was something with their sentence final particles like ne yo uh, zo, zo ne. yeah, etc. And and also what kind of words they cho chose. I I kind of this might seem random, but I had a reason for it. But I also tried to see whether they were using. Chinese compound words, uh, native Japanese words, or katakana words. So instead, of, so, so instead of using words like um, shokuji suru, which yeah. would be a Japanese, which would be a Chinese root word. Exactly. You would you try to see if they are using shokuji suru, or if they are using more like taberu, exactly. or if you're like a lower form like ku. Exactly. So you had three different verbs way I say to eat, but you had different ways of saying it depending on what where it was from. So you investigated that as well. Exactly, and. So the, the most clear thing that I found, and I was actually really interested to see this, was that there are um, pretty, pretty clear patterns in the Japanese language within this ideological set that showed that the sentence final particles were things that differed the most between cool and uncool Japanese when I set them side to side, to side against uncool characters. 
And although I don't agree with one of your uncool characters, because okay, okay, this is put out there. Scythe. If you ever watch One Punch Man, this is manga. Since I can talk about manga, all I want one of the people that you chose for uncool was Saitama. Yeah. And Saitama's like the man. I'm saying this because I'm bald, but like. <laughs> exactly. A little, so little bias cool. over here. No, yeah. So basically, I. Yeah. So so where he thinks he's cool, that's, that might be a little subjective, but we'll, uh, we'll go with it. But so what I did was I took him out of any situations where they'd be using unfamiliar Japanese, like in battle scenes or whatever, and just did. If it was everyday language, I took it off of that. So what I found was. Uh, the cool characters didn't use any brash or harsh senseless final particles like zo, ze, and they used na a lot less. This really? is final particle. They used na yeah. a lot less as well. Less, they still use it, but less. If it were like the, the like emphatic na, like, uh -huh. like, yeah. Um, but they used yo and ne so much more. Really? Along with that, it seemed like the most cool characters in the shows, tended to be a lot more polite as well. Okay. Like, they definitely had informal Japanese uh, a, a, a good amount. Okay. But they were the ones who were socially aware of the situations where they needed to be more polite. Even if it were somebody who would not necessarily be lower than them in social rank. But if they were just meeting them, no matter, no matter what social rank they were, they were polite to them. So gotcha. I think those were the things that stood out the most. And while I did this at first with just the uh, scripted TV shows, I ended up this last semester running this same thing against reality TV shows that were unscripted. Right. And Who was that going at? Who, whatever his name was, Bay and whatnot? Oh, yeah. Um, what was his name again? Hold on. It was Hansan. Yeah. Hansan. It's from Tedis House. If if you've ever seen Terrace House, I mean it's on Netflix. It's a it's a Japanese reality TV show. It's supposedly unscripted and everything. And basically, the reason I chose this guy is because, like they they have they have commentators on the show who like comment about him and like talk about the characters. Once this guy came on the show, they were off the wall for this guy. The the girls were in love with him immediately. <laughs> like everyone was impressed. The girls love him. The guys loved him. Like he is. The cool guy in like in, in Japanese reality TV, from what I found, um, and so I was thinking, I'm like, maybe these patterns will show up a little bit. So it'll be interesting to kind of back this up if I can with the reality TV show. And uh, I ran ran a few of the episodes from where I could, and what I found actually surprised me more than I thought it would, because what I found was the patterns that emerged in Terrace House with Hansan were even they they were they were even more emphasized than they were in the scripted TV shows. He used it, he used Yoane a lot more than the scripted TV shows and he did not use Zo or Ze once. He didn't use, did he use I think once? he used I, I think he used Na twice from what I found, but like there was that and plus his Japanese like he was m mostly polite to people who were who were even younger to younger than him. He did have an informal Japanese, but like he was, he was just on top of that. And so the patterns that I found in the scripted Japanese emerged even more so from this cool guy in this reality television show, which I thought was very interesting and kind of right. pro maybe not proved, but provided more evidence that this kind of level headed, polite, kind of socially aware 
Typecast is the cool typecast in Japan. So if you so if you are if someone was trying to learn Japanese right now and they are they have a good a fair grasp of the grammar. Yeah. And they're starting to try to develop their own voice in Japanese, which is a thing. It's, it's definitely yeah. a thing. I've yeah. had to develop my own voice over time. Exactly. And now I feel really uncool because I use Zo quite often. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Um, I also I also use a uh, sometimes I use my dialect, which is really bad. But like, what would be the takeaway for someone who wanted to sound cool? Yeah, um, when they're gaijin, most exactly. likely. If you're not gaijin, then that's whatever. Exactly. But, if, but, if you, but what would be the takeaway for them? So I would say the the key to this is is. To, to come off as that cool character in Japanese and not to come off as a ninja yelling his own zan, like all the time. Like, probably want to avoid that. That's more of, that's more of the, yeah, right. not so cool crowd. But rather than that, I think it's, I think the, the key to that is be level-headed and socially aware. So when you're in these situations, it doesn't demand politeness at all times. Rather, it, it demands you being socially aware to be, uh, for where you use polite Japanese, and whenever possible, use yo and ne instead of zolze and na kind of thing. Right. But I mean, that's when you're meeting new people and kind of are, are developing a relationship with them. I think that's that's the most characteristic point. Gotcha. Perfect. Okay. With that, though, we are going to at this point switch over from English to Japanese. If you're not familiar with how we do our interviews, what I do is for the first 15 minutes or so, it's been about a little bit over that right now, about 18 or so, um, that you, I speak, we speak English and we talk about the topic, and then we're going to just continue on this same stream. We're going to do it in Japanese now. Now, we are two gaijin speaking Japanese. However, this is a great opportunity if you're a more advanced student to listen and try to catch different grammar points that you may not be familiar with, particularly because it may be in an accent that is more um, advantageous for you to pick out that grammar points. Also, if you are a more advanced speaker than we are, which is extremely likely, um, except for me, I'm wonderful, but <laughs> is, is to catch the mistakes with me because we will make mistakes. And that's, that's okay. Uh, one of the things I try to push on this podcast every single episode is the necessity for mistakes and the necessity to learn how to improve your Japanese through the um, through using those mistakes to become better. Um, and those mistakes don't have to be your own. Let us make those for you. Um, if you are new to this podcast and you are a very low-level learner, I want you to try to listen anyway. If you know four words in Japanese, I want you to try to see if you can catch those four words. Because that will, that will be able to help your listening. It will give you words that you're not familiar with. And it will give you something to go and study from from here on out and actually have a goal in mind to be able to understand my lovely, sonorous voice in Japanese. でも、<笑><笑> あの、丁寧語かかの敬語を使うよりあの、
、そうですね。はいまあ、もし先輩とか先生とか、はい、そういう関係だったらなんか手に語を話した方がいいけどあの、まあ、普通の関係だったらなんか彼らと、はい、あの手に語を話したらなんかちょっとギャップを感じる、ねはい、ちょっと硬いイメージじゃないそうですねそうですねギャップをギャップを感じるギャップを感じるだけではなくて多分ね、うん、あのクソラやっぱり僕の意見ですけど、はいはい、こいつも手に語を使うと、なあと、なんか、ねえと、ようと使うだったら、はいはい、泣くよくなりにしにくくなるんですよ。そうですね。そうですね。ですから、もし外人が、にもっと日本人友達ができたいなら、うん、やっぱり、こういうなんか、丁寧語、なんか、敬語を使うだけではなくて、どうやってなんか、日常会話を使うとか、かどうや、どの場合による、これを使うだけに理解しないと。確かにそれがいるかなと思うんですけど。確かになんか初めてやる人あったら、もちろんなんかもっと丁寧に、あの、なんか、彼らに、なんか、あの、まあ、その、なんていうんですかね。はい。あの、尊敬を示した方がいいと思います。なるほど。けど、なんか、そうですね、けど、倍による。あの、ただ、なんか、多分犬に丁寧を話したら、なんか、すごく、なんか、バクみたいですかね。<笑>そう。なんか立派なワンちゃんだったらいいんじゃないけどさ。<笑>確かに。確かに。ほら、<笑>僕のなんかう、僕はうなぎが二つ、うなぎが、はいはい、うさぎ。<笑> I have two eels. <笑>うなぎが二匹あるんで、はい、もしなんか僕のうなぎに話がかけたらもう手に語を使いなさい。そうそう。確かに。<笑>で、なんかまあ、なんかもし外人だったら、はい、日本人と話しかけたら、丁寧,なんか丁寧に話したら、すごく、かこそうに見ると思います。すごい意味でしょう。そう。そう。今日、なんか、なんか、一週間、二週間、三週間の後に、なんか、彼らと、なんか、話したら、はい、もし、テネゴを使い続けたら、なんか、なんか、そのベリアを感じると思う。その壁だね。そう。そう確かにでもね、あの、外人として、これは結構難しいのだよね。そう、確かに。いつか、あの、テネゴから、クロラが、敬語から、うん。いつスイッチするのうん。そうね。ね、そうですね。なんか自分の意見じゃなくて、もし同じ年齢だったら、あの、なんかな、うん、そうですね。難しいなちょっと、ちょっと言いづらいな。いや、ちょっと難しいですね。年齢が同じなのに、ほら、今、あのジョン君は何年生、うん、大学で。三年生。そうですね、三年生、ね。三年生だろあの僕はあの、はいはい、もう三年生、はい。でも僕は25歳。そうです、ね。先輩。だから自分がいつも手に語話す。手に語話すだけでしょ<笑>でも、でも、同級生だよ。同級生でも年齢が違うから、一スイッチするそ。そうですね。それは、それって、結構難しいよな。難しいんだよ。ね、ほら、今僕はなんか特許翻訳事務所さんで働いてるんで。うんはいはい Patent Translation Office. そうですね。で、あの、僕は、僕以外に日本人ばっかりなんだよ。そうそう。で、僕は一人の外人で、日本人がな、うん、7人 ?7 人ぐらい。で、みんなが僕の上、うん、先輩だし、なんか年齢もすごい、なんか、年を比べられてるわけではないけど、うんうんうん、多分5年、10年と20年も人もいらっしゃいます。そう。だが、この日、この、6ヶ月ぐらいあの一緒に働いて続けたから、はいはいうん、いつからすごいなんか泣くよくなるんだろう、うんうん、あのいつもなんか家族について話し,話し,して話し合ったり、ね、あのい,つあのいつもなんか趣味とかあの普通に一度会話してるんだけど
いつその中、バインで、敬語から日度会話にスイッチするのそうですね。そういう曲難しいんだ。多分、うんこう、ミラは先輩だったら、はい、なんか多分、本当に自分の心の中でそれを分かんないと。心の質がないと。そうですね。いやだ、それ。それ以外に、なんか、はっきりと言えないよね。はい、なんか、はい、なんか、自分の中ですごくなんか、あの、そうですね。もしある人がすごく厳しいだったら、多分、なんか消して、消して、テレスを使うべき。そうですね。消して、消してあの、なんか普通のことは、日常ことはあの使わないと思う。けど、すごくなんか楽な人がいたら、多分、なんかもっと早く、もっと自然に、はい、あの日常会話に入ると思う。あのうん、なんか丁寧じゃない言葉を使うと思う。はい、最近、あの一人があの一緒に働いてるんだよ。なんかふたうん、なんかいつも二人組で働いてるし続けてるんですけれども、うん、一人が一緒に毎日働いてて、最近、多分今,今週か先週ぐらい、うん、あの私じゃなくて、うん、僕と使い始めて、はいはい、それはですじゃなくて、もだと言ったり、はいはいはい、それと、しますって言わずに、するんだよって言ってて、うん、でも、壁がダンと作れなかったんで、すごく自然になってるかなと思うんですけど、うん、僕は本当に空気読んでるかどうか、ちょっとなんか不安にしとるまで。少し難しいよね、うん。でもねちょ、ちょっと他のシチュエーションを教えてあげる。うんうん、もし、日本人の女の人で仲良くなって、そうですね。どうするのもしかっこいいうちまだなんか示したいんだろなんか、そうですね。でも、この、この女が可愛いから、どうやってなんか付き合って始めればいいいやー、それがちょっと難しいな。<笑>あの、実は、はい。なんか日本人のデートした経験がありますから。あり、あるんだよ。しとった、僕は。<笑>実はね、なんか、二人がいるから、はい、あのまあこれをちょっと経験したことがあります。なんか初めて日本人をあのなんか日本人と付き合ってからあのなんかそういう問題があったんだよね。はい、あのずっとそのなんか丁寧語を使ってなんかそれをなんか日本語を話すと実はねあのなんか二三週間後に、はい、あのその日本人は丁寧語をやめてくださいよ。<笑>なんか、すごく、なんか、なんか、カフェがあるみたいと言ったから、なんか、やめようとしたんだけど、なんか、いつも丁寧に話したから、ちょっと、やめづらかったんだよね。なんか、多分、なんか、結構時間がかかったと思う。どうやってこの壁を乗り換えるあの、そうですね。ただ、なんか、だとか、なんか、そういう、そういう、なんか、別の方をあの練習したけど、なんか、あの、丁寧語を話し始めると、それを指摘しました。なんか、はい、え、丁寧語だよと言って、あ、すみません。すみません。すまん。すまん。すまん。だから、なんか、それを通して、あの、なんか、まあ、それを学んちゃったんだよね。僕は反対の問題があったんだよ。うん、僕のルー、あの、ネブラスカ州に住んでた間、うん、ルーメイトが日本人だった、はいはい。で、友達はほとんど日本人で、うんあのひなんか一人の外人が友達があったけど、彼も日本語はペルペルだった、はい。で、ルーメイトは日本人からしかもなんか年齢も同じだったし、うん、同級生だったし、全然
、あの、敬語とか、丁寧語を使わずに話し合ったんだ。うん。それで、あの、ネブラスカ大学から BYU に転,あの転学したとき、うんみんながすっごい丁寧になった。そうそう。先生でもだし、なんか同じ同級生に日本語を勉強しとる方々でも、いつも丁寧に話しかけた。そうですね。どうする僕はと思って、あれみんながそなりがたいと思ってるんだなと思って、あれどうやってその壁を乗り換えるか。そうですね。確かに。結局ね、なんか先生と話すと、なんか、そうですね同じ,同じ問題があった。なんかそのはい、あの彼女がいてから、そのなんか普通の言葉を使い始めて、なんか先生と話すと、なんかまだ日常的な言葉しか使わ,使わなかった。はい、あのなんかもっと丁寧に話すように、本当にその状況をなんか気に使わないといけな,、はい、いけなかったんですよね。なんか本当になんかなんか多分その問題よね、はい、なんかただそのあの社会的な状況を気になんか使わないといけないと思います。なるほど。そうですね。たぶん、いや、いや、それはみんなの問題じゃないだね、だね。もう,もう借りづらいときに外人として、うん、あの空気読んでるなのに、ね、いつ本当に仲良くなったのか、そうですね。それ、あの、失礼になりたくないから、うんあのどういう言葉を使うべきだなとよく自問するそうですねなんかしかもアメリカと日本はなんか逆なパターンがありますよね,そうですねなんかもし先生とかあの、はいまあ、市外的にもっと上な人がいたら、はい、アメリカですごくなんか友達みたいな感じが<笑>そうそうフレンドリーに話すそうそうそういうふうに話さないといけないんですよね、はい、けどあの日本は逆ですねなんか、はい、あの先生とあの友達の同じように話したらすっごく失念なので、はいはい、<笑>本当になんかただ話すなんかそうですね日本語のパートンだけではなくて本当に、はい、あのなんかその社会的な問題もありますそのなんか文化的なバリアもありますそうだねあの僕はねあの一回あの僕は何をしてたんでしたっけあの、多分なんか宿題とか何をしたりとか覚えてないですけど、うんうんうん、途中に電話が来て、うん、あの、もしもしって言って、あの、ジョンさんがいらっしゃ、なジョンさんがいらっしゃいますかって言って、と言って,て、僕は誰かと知らなかったから見なかったんだよ。で、あの、誰か知らないから、しかもなんか丁寧語話をかけてるから、多分僕の知らない人だなと思ったんですよ。うんうん、で、お返事に、僕は俺だよ。誰か<笑>と返事したんだよ。すげえ。そう。その人は、あの、そのところに、あの、仕事を応募したの代表者だった。たぶん言う必要が、必要がないけど、僕はその仕事はできなかったんだよ。うん、<笑>俺だ、誰かって。<笑>そうだ、ね。やばい。そう、みんな、あの、電話を取る前、誰かちょっと確認してみ。それが、なんか、そういう人は誰かと分からなかったら、ただね、うん。丁寧語使って始め。<笑>そうですね。<笑>一応、それがなんか、もしもし、どちら様ですかって言って、それから、もし友達だったらもう楽でしてもいいんじゃないそうそうと。でもね、仕事に応募すると、
必ず確かにすっごいけごにならないといけない確かにそうですねああもういや難しいですね今日そうですね多分彼のモンハンを知っておない方がいいですよねなんかいつもレイタツに<笑>あの考えてなんか相手について考えないといけないんですかねあ確かにね確かにねでも僕のモンハン買うとかは分からへんだよ<笑><笑>それでさこれ多分最後の質問だが犬、うんうん、のところで犬、うん、じゃなくて帰る途中にポッとノーカレー日本語全部忘れてしまったらどうやってあの初めから日本語を習って始めるだろうそうですねもしもう一回なんか初めからあのリスタートしないといけなかったら多分ね多分ただ日本に行って<笑>い,やいやいやいやあのただ日本人と話しかけないと、はい、あの本当にいい練習じゃないと思いますあの多分彼らと話しかけてあの間違いを指摘,で指摘してくださいと言って、はい、本当に彼らとただあの日常的な会話をします、はい、なるほどそ、ね、多分それで始めると思いますどうやってあの勉,強し勉強し始めるそうですね勉強はなんか日本語一言はでも分からなかったらそうですね多分実はね多分なんか文法的な本とかそういうなんか簡単な文法を勉強し始めると思うなんか簡単なあのエグゼンプルセンテンスなんか例の文章を、はいうん、あの、うんなんか読んで英語と日本語を比べて、はい、それを通してなんか言葉,言葉ずつなんか暗記してからそれをあの会話をなんか使います、はい、なるほど本当,本当に会話で使わないと多分よく覚えないと思いますなるほどそうですねそういう簡単な文章を読んだらあのすごくいいと思ういいね。それはいいアドバイスのみんな。それで、あのもし今のところでポンと日本語を忘れちゃったら、はじめからあの文法の簡単な例文から読んで比べ、それからどうやって日本語の文章を作るのか、どうやって動詞を使うのか、なんか形容詞、形容動詞、上詞とか、どうやってこれを文章動詞使うのか、どうやって僕の意見を説明するのが集中し、ジョンさんがそういう形をやるんだ。そうですね。そうですね。その通りです。その通りが良かった。でも、それでみんな、このところではちょっと終わらせないといけないんですけれども、もし今,か今までに日本語を分かれず頑張、我慢したというわけだったら、今から毎日間違いがあるように頑張りましょう。The one thing I'm really proud of this podcast is helping people a lot and allowing them to make mistakes.、Um, if you've gotten this far, we're proud of you for listening in,、um, checking out some of the fun things that we talked about on how to use and understand where to use certain types of Japanese in certain situations.、Um, 
If you would like to connect with John, we will drop below his Instagrams so you can follow him and his pretty self. Yes, please do. See all of his, uh, all the girlies following him in his life because he knows how to speak way cooler than I do. Um, but I'm married, so it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> I've already won the game. Yeah, my wife doesn't speak Japanese. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, we will end with this. Um, we will catch you tomorrow. And remember, man machigai no atode periperi ni naru. Desu kara machigai mashou. Sore de ja. Alright, thanks so much. And yeah, please follow me on Instagram. I go to, I've gone to Japan a few times, have some cool pictures of that. See me, thanks so much. Sayonara. <laughs>